Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer, the Santa Claus trailer, we're going to be talking about Doctor Who, which wasn't something I'd ever thought we'd have to be able to talk about, which is good, and plus um, we'll be talking about this week's new releases including Andor and Tales of the Jedi and much more. So, if, before we do any of that, quick bit of housekeeping, if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe here on YouTube or on the audio platforms as well, where you can find this podcast, and also go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com, find us on Twitter, Facebook, etc. And on that note, let's jump into the news. So, there's been a, a lot more trailers um, this week, so um, let's start off with, let's start off with a Disney Plus one first off. So let's start off with uh, Marvel Studios, uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which is a... Marvel Studios uh, feature presentations or special presentations. So this is their new line of single stuff. And what did you think of the trailer? Yeah, it looked entertaining. Uh, kind of low stakes, just kind of fun little holiday Christmas romp. It'll be fun to see them on Earth uh, interacting with Earth people and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I mean, again, no stakes other than for Kevin get Bacon. He's running for his life. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah the trailer... It's kind of funny, really, because this one is like one that's been kind of floating under the radar for a long time. It's just been, you know, we hadn't, this, obviously we first saw the first trailer, but we hadn't really seen anything about this other than maybe a few images of them like walking along Hollywood Boulevard. Um, coming out on 25th of, uh, was it November? So just after Thanksgiving, so that's a good time. Moving away a little bit from Disenchanted, which has moved to a week earlier, which I don't think is a bad idea. It looks fun. It just looks fun and stupid. And I know that, like, yeah, if you're after a serious one, the Guardians of the Galaxy A ain't serious, and B, this is even the whole sort of tone of this. It's Christmas fun. It's a it's a holiday special. They're having fun with it. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it it'll be just kind of harmless and uh, yeah, and a little bridge until Guardians three, and of mm. course maybe it'll. Uh, maybe make people feel a little bit better about the fact that James Gunn is moving over to, to uh, DC <laughs> after this one. Actually, that, that's a great move for DC, so I, I can't fault him for grabbing Yeah, that. it was actually kind of funny because I was going to because obviously he's he's got this one and then he's got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 out next May. So it's a little bit weird of him now going to have to be on the press tour for two things. I don't know if they're going to do much for um, the holiday special. But yeah, so now it's like it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like suddenly, I mean, I wouldn't be inviting him over to, to Marvel HQ anytime soon now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd be like, I probably, we'll do it at your house. <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't either, but it does sound like uh, Kevin Feige was, you know, happy for it. But yes, at the same time, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't, get, you don't get to see the plans anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, because you're going to tell me all your secrets. <laughs> also possibly true. I mean, it's funny because the whole thing with Kevin Gunn, like um, being one of the co-leads now over at DC Studios. Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed the Suicide Squad. I really enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I haven't didn't f finish off Peacemaker, but what I saw of it, it was fun. Um, but yeah, it kind of feels like that kind of weird thing now of like, um, in some way, he's now going to be out of the picture for a few years. You know, there's, I mean, there's been all this talk this week of like, oh, they can finally get Marvel and DC to kind of do a super a, a team up movie, and you know, they're friends. I'm like, going, no, no. Ma what's Marvel got to gain by that? They've got nothing to gain and everything to lose, and it's just like, no, there's like you just it's like just because they've worked together doesn't mean that they can then bring together. And apparently, also apparently. Um, Kevin Feige was offered the job, but turned it down. And, the, and other people go, well, in a few years time when his contract, he'll take over from Gunn. I'm like, this is so reaching. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just like, just because they've like, he's worked on a Marvel movie suddenly. Yeah. But no, I, it's good for Kevin, for um, James Gunn in some ways. Um, Cause he, I don't think anyone's going to take that job at Marvel for a while. No, uh, Kevin's going to be staying in it for a long time. And uh, James really does have a chance to, kind of maybe get DC on track and, and away from the, the dark and gritty and uh, which isn't bad. It's just the execution was really bad and, you know, get it, get it interesting again. And yeah, I mean, I, I, to it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to DC being dark and gritty. I mean, no. I, and I don't think it's actually a bad thing for them to be a little bit different from Marvel. Um, you know, cause it's like watching the Batman really lately. Cause it's watched that on the flight out to Las Vegas. And, it was dark. I mean, to be honest, it was probably not the best thing. I'm, I'm probably I'm going to watch it again when it goes on to Sky Cinema, just so I can probably see some of it, because it's so dark. Um, 
but yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a fun movie to watch. You know, you weren't you know it wasn't like fun. Um, I did watch Wonder Woman 1984 this week because it's someone that's been it's been sat on my like recording box for like since Christmas. It's <laughs> been a while it's been sat there, and I, I thought you know what I'm gonna put, I put it on. And I'm like I think last Sunday. I'm like, Actually, it's not that bad. I mean, if you could check out Cheetah, it was like I, it wasn't that bad movie. But I don't mind yeah. watching the DC ones. But it, it was it was mostly the um, that weird chase sequence in the beginning uh, in the mall where I was just kind of like cringing my way through. But uh, it, it's it's not nearly as bad as people made it out to be. No. And then, of course, I haven't seen it yet. But Black Adam, uh, the word of mouth on that is significantly better than reviewer scores are for it. And mm. um, at least anecdotally, all of the theaters near me are doing pretty good business with it so it sounds like dc at least is doing decently well right yeah now. i mean i to be honest it's like black adam it's like i i really i do want to watch it i enjoy the the rock and everything um it looks like it's a lot of fun so i am i just i, I think and I, there's this kind of feeling i think with dc where i just don't have that um urge the, the same way that i do but like i've got my black panther uh wakanda forever for the like the nine o'clock showing on the thursday morning because i want to see it and i'm avoiding trailers and i'm trying to try my best to avoid any i'm uh, not reading any reviews and yeah i want to kind of go in blind on that on there so i'm looking forward to that one in a couple of weeks um i will watch black adam but i'll probably wait till it's on rental i expect i'm going to see it Probably in theaters, but I'm doing it on like the discount Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe this week, maybe a couple of weeks from now, depends on how packed the theaters are. Mm. So, so I'm looking looking forward to that. And I mean, we got Strange World as well this month. So this or yes. next month, so there's a couple of good ones coming out. All right, so that's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so that's another big release for November. November's a pretty stacked month. Um, speaking of things coming out in November, we've also got um, the first trailer, or I say the first full trailer. For the Santa Clauses, which is coming with a double episode on the 16th of November, with new episodes dropping weekly. The new trailer dropped a little bit more detailed than the D23 one. But what did you think of the trailer? I was a I was a bit more neutral on this one. Nothing really, nothing really stands out about it. It's not a bad trailer. There's nothing going like, oh man, what is Tim Allen doing, or what are some mm -hmm. of the other characters doing? It, it's not like that. It's just there's also nothing going. Oh yeah, I'm super excited because the plot line they picked is really and it's like. It, it's okay. I yeah. suspect that the show is significantly better than the trailer makes it look. Uh, but the, that's, you know, it's yes, because obviously we saw the, t the teaser at D23 and, you know, they all came out on the stage. And I, I'm looking forward to this one because I enjoyed the first two movies. I don't count the third one. Um, and movie? yeah, <laughs> with Jack Frost. And also, like, it was a little bit like when they the trailer flipped into, oh no, the new Santa's trying to ruin Christmas and he has to return. Like, oh, did, oh, did we have to do that? It was a little bit like, oh, oh, we've kind of done that to death. Uh, it's like, could it, I, like the idea of them going back home and trying to read and you know, maybe have the new Santa trying to get to grips of it would have been much more interesting and Santa's family trying to adapt. And it seems instantly like they're going to be like back on in like our area of earth very very quickly and then backing up to the north north pole kind of thing and it's, it yeah a bit of an odd one yeah and then they were going of course for the kind of situational comedy that we've seen in movies like elf and stuff where they're so used to the north pole that when they interact at starbucks or, or something like that they it's like yes we'll we'll do it this highly specialized way and it's weird that you don't know this highly specialized way that we like our coffee it's like uh i must i must admit this is, i know when i was out at starbucks in america like some people ordering and you're like going i have no idea what you just ordered and then the next thing can i just have a cup of tea yeah, I, <laughs> so I, <it's> like, <laughs> I, i'm not really a coffee drinker myself but i have a lot of respect for the baristas at starbucks <sighs> for the for the nonsense they have to put up with but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Santa Claus. Obviously, I I have more high hopes for it than this trailer reveals. But if this is the first experience that people are having with the Santa Clauses, I could see why hype wouldn't really be getting all that. Uh, yeah, and it, it's it's tricky as well with this kind of thing because I mean a lot of people are like, well, why are they releasing the trailer now? Like, and it's kind of like they should have really have waited till next week. I feel like they they could have done this one on like Tuesday next week, the first of November. Bang up. Halloween's over and we're bringing in the Christmas. It's like bringing it in like before Halloween's like, yeah, people aren't, you know, you're not really in the Christmas spirit yet. I, I mean, you know, I'm still walking around. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a bit, a bit tricky. The, there's definitely that. And um, for Americans, even more so, even though the you know, Walmart and Target, they're starting to put up the Christmas decorations already. I 
you know, already bombarded by all that. But it really doesn't feel like Christmas until after Thanksgiving. At least that's how I felt. Mm. Uh, and obviously, that's distinctly American in the UK and such. You know, it's after Halloween or whatever year, whatever breaking yeah. point you use. It, it, we're not even at Halloween yet. It, it does not feel like Christmas yet. Yeah, I mean, personally, I always tend to like, I like it to get into December. That's kind mm -hmm. of my kind of thing. But um, yeah, so I always have that kind of thing. Like, yeah, wait until we get December. But I don't know. It's, it's almost that kind of weird thing because this is a six-part series dropping like middle of November. It'll be done for Christmas. Um, it's like, I mean, will it get me in the Christmas spirits? It's very tricky. Um, I'm gonna have to wait and see on that one. But it looks, it looks fun. I'm, I'm going in. I'm hoping that this is. It almost feels like one of the first big, like Disney branded shows that's dropped. Um, I know we've had the Mysterious Benedict Society and we've had Mighty Ducks and Big Shot, but this kind of feels like the next level up. I'm hoping so, at the very least. Like, I'm not expecting a jump between like um, Bad Batch and Andor or something like that in terms yeah. of quality, but it does feel like something that Disney has put a significant amount of weight behind. And, you know, given them a decent budget for it as well. Plus, Tim Allen is, of course, uh, very good at what he does with his comedy and uh he's been doing it for a very long time so that this is one to watch even if you know the santa claus or one or two wasn't exactly your your biggest thing growing up uh this should be the good little fun christmas feeling of the year yeah so that's good so we're looking forward to that once also we got the trailer and the first poster for ant-man and the wasp quantumania which is coming out on february the 17th now i'm gonna be honest um back at the marvel presentation at d23 we did kind of get shown this uh present this it was a little bit different there was a few little things that we didn't get to see modok and it's there was a bit of an extended scene so it i didn't quite come into this like oh my god i've not i was like well, okay most of this is seen but what did you think of it because this is your first it, time seeing it right i did not i was not at the marvel panel so i didn't get to see that uh this was very different from the other ant-man movies the the first and second one it's got a almost a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of vibe to it. Kind of waiting to see how the execution is, because Ant-Man doesn't exactly have the same level of uh, our willingness to kind of let it do weird things like that. But that said, I did like both of the Ant-Man movies. I know uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of fell off and is one of the forgotten MCU movies, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, it's nothing special, but it is entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I think Quantumania just looks looks so interesting. Um, the whole taking them out of the and putting them in the quantum realm and having the whole thing with Kang. You know, we're going to see what's happening with Modok. Um, is there going to be a connection with Fantastic Four? You know, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on with this one. Plus, it's got Ant Man in it, and I and you know, it's just so cool seeing Paul in this one. It's, I just like him. He he brings that fun side to it. And yeah, I, I, this was one that's definitely for me. I'm just like, yeah, this is what I like, you know, a bit of uh, some fantasy and moving so far away from the heist element of that first film. Right. And it was fun having Ant-Man, the original one, be the heist film. It was the, you know, the MCU trying something different, doing a different type of story. And now, you know, they're in their third movie. It's time for a slightly different story. And so we're going with this kind of sci-fi inner universe uh, yeah, vibe. and it looks extremely colorful. That's one of the other mm -hmm. things you know, that because it's in the quantum realm, there's just color in every single shot. It's very vibrant. Yeah, and there's kind of like this whole kind of thing of like, are they setting up some connection with rings, like with uh, Miss Marvel and with Shang Chi with the rings and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff? And you know, was that who was got the message at the end of Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings when they were talking talking about? You know, there's all these questions of how, and it's all going to lead up to the Kang Dynasty. So something's obviously going to be interconnected with all of this stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and even if you you didn't like the first two anime movies, they weren't really your jam. Maybe they weren't serious enough or or whatever. This one looks like it's off in a different direction. So keep an eye on it just in case. Yeah, yeah, this looks really good. Right. Also, now we knew about this one in some way a little bit, but we had a major announcement this week where Disney and BBC have announced that they have joined forces on Doctor Who to turn Disney Plus into the exclusive home of Disney of the new series, except for in the UK and Ireland. It's still going to remain on the BBC over here. It looks like they're putting money into it, um, a bit more creative um, aspect, but 
globally it's going to be on Disney Plus. Um, starting with the new series that starts next November with David Tennant, Tennant coming back for, I think it's three specials before um, Shooty then takes over as the new Doctor and moving forward. There was no mention of any previous seasons coming to Disney Plus because like in the US, they're currently locked onto HBO Max for a while. I'm here in the UK, I believe they're on like um, BritBox. I kind of have a feeling that when they can become available, they probably will become available on Disney Plus. While I reached out and kind of got told at the minute this is all they've announced, um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if us here in the UK, we maybe get the, sh the new season after it's been on B BBC after a little bit. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it goes on there as a shared um, for after the BBC's had their one go. But yeah, this, what do you think of this news? Uh, this is pretty big news all around. I mean, Doctor Who has been an insanely popular sci-fi icon for a very long time. So being able to get him on Disney Plus, uh, him or her, sorry, is going to be big news all around. And honestly, I've never seen Doctor Who. I'm obviously aware of it, but I've never seen a single episode of Doctor wow. Who. Um, this isn't the first time we've talked about it. That's yes. Yeah. Didn't become too much of a surprise, but uh, maybe now's the the chance to do so. Yeah, I kind of, I, it's kind of one of those things of it's such a, a thing here in the UK where it's a bit like you, you've at some point you've gonna have to watch an episode because it's on all the time. Um, I mean, I grew up watch. My dad loves Doctor Who. My da my dad's a big sci-fi fan, and Doctor Who was always the thing. You know, we used to watch them. You know, I used to watch it with the old Doctors. Um, I think like I really got into it when Sylvester McCoy was it right right at the end of the eighties, and then it kind of went away for a bit. It went away. They brought back a movie, which I remember buying the comic and the bits and pieces for, and it completely flopped And because America. They tried making it too American, and then it didn't work because it wasn't British enough. Um, and obviously then they rebooted it in 2005 um, with Christopher Eccleston, and that's when it kind of exploded. And that was such a great series. It really revolutionized him for a brand new generation. Then David Tennant took over, and that was where it then just exploded. Um, seeing him back is fantastic because he is my favorite Doctor. Um, so I'm really excited about that one. Then Matt Smith obviously took over for it for a few years and brought in um, Karen Gillian. So this that was the thing with, like, with Guardians of the Galaxy. I was used to seeing her from Doctor Who and like watching Game of uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons right now, you know, with Matt Smith and The Crown. I mean, Matt Smith is such an incredible actor. So he did, that's where he started. And it's, yeah, it's just been, it's really cool. And then we had uh, Peter Capaldi. I wasn't such a big fan of his. I, I kind of drifted off on that series. I'll be honest, I did try watching the one um, with Jodie Whittaker. Didn't really... I, and then one of the major reasons is I didn't actually like all the sidekicks. Because um, you had, like, uh, John Bishop. You had also... Oh, I forgot his name. Um, he does um, the chase and stuff. Um, Bradley Walsh. Um, I wasn't so keen on some of the um, the things, but every time there's a new every time there's a new Doctor, that's when you jump back in and you can kind of get in on it because some people said, "Oh, you know, it's been going since." Some people didn't even realize it was going since the 1960s. You know, where I think this is like season 35 or something. You know, this is a long-standing. You don't need to go all the way back. I would say if you wanted to go back, maybe go back to 2005. Um, and watch those because those from there on is good. But you can literally just jump in at any of the Doctor Who starting point because what they do very well is every time they restart with a new Doctor, they will have a new, generally they will have a new companion and you kind of see the world through their eyes. So everything is explained to this companion like, like oh, this is what this is. Oh, this is what that is. And there's always that kind of, they use the companion as a way of really of kind of, restarting and tell, give, bringing you up to speed you know it's like yes. yeah you do not need to know, have watched you know all 700 episodes to get into it um but for me this is like great i mean i remember um like i've been to i want to see uh, a doctor who exhibit down in like land's end and also when we were in cardiff i remember there was a big exhibit so i took my my wife she, i mean she hated it but mm -hmm. i went around and you got to see all the costumes and stuff. so so i'm i'm in the doctor who figure of like yeah i've even got to exhibits to see all the costumes and stuff so i'm i'm definitely in in the like yeah this is this is it's like oh doctor who's now in my new um zone now of like yeah i've, I've got to start doing some more research and yeah there's going to be a lot of doctor who stuff coming <laughs> It, if it makes the jump over from HBO Max for the the older seasons, like the Matt Smith or or David yeah. Tennant series, I'd, I'll probably give them a shot because uh, you know most people that I've talked to who know Doctor Who they rave at least about the David Tennant series. Matt yeah. Smith is up there as well. 
Um, big fan of Karen Gillan from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Jumanji, of all things. Wouldn't have expected yeah. to say that. She's but, it's a really good movie, actually. I really enjoyed yeah. that. But yeah, that's why I didn't expect to say that. I <laughs> I got it. I actually got a ticket to see the Jumanji, the reboot one back when it was first coming out with The Rock and uh, Jack Black and stuff. I'm like, eh, whatever, it's free ticket. I'll go see it. And it, I came out of it as like the funniest movie I'd seen in a very long time. So both of those, I, yeah, both of the Jumanji remakes were, or reboots, whatever, were, were really good. Anyway, Doctor Who, I can't speak to it, but I recognize how big of a deal it is yeah. for Disney to be getting the new Doctor Who content uh, starting with the David Tennant uh, yeah. specials, I guess they are. I mean, it, it is just a, it is just that little bit of a shame of just like, I mean, I know a lot of the British people were like, Oh, well, why can't we have it as well? Because it's, it's that kind of thing. You're like, it's a global release, except for in the UK. And also the fact that um, they put this one out. And like, I mean, even the UK put out the press release. So that's very much a case of no, it's coming in. But yeah, it, it is really, really interesting to see how all of this comes together. And yeah, um, for me, I'm just like, yeah, this is this is a big show. This is, this is a big family show. And the dogs are interested in it too. They're, <laughs> they're very much looking forward to uh, the arrival of the new doctor coming uh, in November next year. Oh, yeah. Yes. And she's got one of my, she's nicked my sock. That's what they're fighting well, over. <laughs> I, I, you know, they, they're, the sock will choose who the next companion is. That's, that's what we're going with here. But yeah, uh, it's, it is, it is. I think the thing is for me, it's just like, this is really going to allow the show to kind of get a much bigger audience, especially internationally. Being out on Disney Plus, but having that, I mean, they're going to be in, I mean, they're in over 100 countries right now. I think the plan is to like reach 150 by the end of next year. That's a lot. That's a lot of places for this. And in one place, um, yeah, this one is going to be a really, really interesting release. Um, it's probably, and it's going to be great for Disney Plus to get in something that is a, it's an established franchise that they don't own. You never would have expected. I mean, but in some ways, it's a perfect partnership for the BBC to kind of get this out onto a bigger audience. Yeah, and it, it is kind of weird to say that because it has been on HBO Max, but it does feel like getting it on Disney Plus will allow it to become more visible to people. Because I think there's a lot of people like me who are familiar with it, we're aware of it, and you know, I, I can name a couple of doctors like David Tennant and such, but that's where my engagement with Doctor Who ends. But having it there on the banner, you know, next to Star Wars and Marvel content, people go, oh, oh, I should check this out, especially if dead, especially if it's David Tennant on the banner. Yeah, because uh, he arguably he's probably the best well-known doctor outside of Doctor Who fandom. Like if mm. if if you pulled someone off the street who had never watched it, someone like me. Tenet's probably the one they're going to mention. Mm. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I can't, I mean, it's just a big, it's a big one. And I'm sure that we are going to end up seeing those other shows, seasons dropping on there at some point. Because it probably, but I, they, again, they're going to have to get rid of the old contract. They're going to have to get those ones out of the way. But yeah, so that is a, that is a big one. So that is um, pretty good. Um, also, uh, this past week we got um, confirmation of a new series from FX called Fleischman in Trouble, which is going to be coming to Disney Plus around the world in FX um, in the middle of November. Unfortunately, us here in the UK, we have to wait till the 22nd of February until the whole season drops at once. So this continued thing of holding stuff back to get a binge drop in the UK, because the same thing's happening with Welcome to Chippendales. We've seen it with The Bear this constant thing with it's 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 it is rubbish and i'm going to continue it, to say it's rubbish i'll continue to say it too it's it's the fx series specifically which i don't there, there must be some sort of licensing agreement that requires them a certain amount of time or if they were to put it up at, at like at launch it would be going to a different i i don't understand it no. it doesn't but make even, sense and i but hope even they welcome fix it. To, yeah because even welcome to chippendales isn't one it's not an fx show so it's, it it's, it's very odd. It is a very odd system. So it's annoying that it's coming a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that, that, the trailer looks pretty interesting. Kind of, uh, again, a, a more serious kind of relationship <laughs> series and stuff. I'm still going for the socks here, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's, it is kind of odd how this, how these <laughs> shows keep just not showing up in, in England at the same time as everywhere else. And, I would love yeah. to just for for somebody to come out and even if they can't say why to just acknowledge yeah. it. 
well, I, I have I have mentioned it um, to them, and you know, there's the kind of the thing at the minute seems to be like the, the binge format seems. I don't know if like the binge format seems to be work, working, or whether or not it is that they all want to get it out in Europe at the same time. But it kind of that weird thing of like going, but we I can understand it here. We don't need to. <laughs> it's just a very odd one. Also, it's if you are go if you are going for the binge format, then it would still make sense to maybe drop the entire thing at the same time that the final episode airs in the states or or wherever it's airing at. Instead, it it normally comes several months later when the buzz, if if it's a series that has buzz, uh, is completely gone. Well, it's, I mean, it's a bit like, um, for example, like we've got reboot coming up in a couple of, in like next week here in the UK, and it's just finished in the US. We've got the the patient coming at the end of November here in the UK, and it is like you say that the buzz is gone on this. You know, there's the you know the it's like us. You know, we might talk about it a little bit, but we're not going to talk about it the same way as if we all got it on the same time. And unfortunately, that's just you know the nature of the beast. Of by the time these shows come out, you know they've been out for four months, and <laughs> for half the audience are like the interest is just not there the same. But it is it is just a real strange one. But it, it is it is a pain. Um, right, let's now talk about um, a brand new special which is coming to Disney Plus on September, December the twenty eighth which is going to be um, a brand new Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl, which is going to um, have a special introduction by Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're also going to have other present presentations, and they're going to be filming this in a couple of weeks at the Hollywood Bowl over two nights. And for me, I'm just like, this is this is like, what was the biggest hit from last year for Christmas? Mm, Encanto. What do we need this year? More Encanto. But it's, just do, just do a, a show at the Hollywood Bowl, sell all the tickets out, get a you know, make some money. It's, to me, it's like, this is just like, win, 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 win. It's just yeah. like, perfect, perfect, you know, system of bringing all this together. Yeah, and like, they did this with Coco back when Disney Plus was first launching. I don't remember exactly how long it took for it to come out. Yeah. But uh, we really enjoyed that one. Uh, you know, all they did really was have little short anecdotes and then so sang some of the songs. And that's all they need to do here as well. Um, I will definitely watch this when this uh, appears oh, yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Def definitely a must-one. Um, actually, it's kind of interesting. Um, they had a big Disney 100 launch event here in the UK earlier this week. And one of the things that got announced was a a new Disney 100 concert, which was announced back at the D23 Expo. So I managed to get tickets for that. So I'm going to go see that next summer. Um, so it's like, I kind of hope that they maybe like record something like that for Disney+, Plus because that would be good as well. That does seem like it'd be the ideal kind of thing for them to show, especially if these uh, concerts or or musical events are going to become more and more of a thing going forward. And I, and I hope they are. They, it's a good way of enjoying the music in a kind of a casual environment, uh, putting some talent on the stage and also just getting recognition out there. Yeah, it just makes sense to use use that content, use it, you know, do something a bit different with it. So that's pretty good. So I think that actually, I think that's all of the news this week. So before we get into reviews, there's a quick shout out and to our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. So a big hello to Babak. We've got Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caleb, Red Marsman, Cody, Jacob, Darren, uh, Lauren. We've also got Sarah and Andrew. Well, over on YouTube, big hello to Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, and Sarah. Thank you for your continued support. Quick note, I'll be doing a live Q&A um, on Sunday. Now, I've tended, I've moved them a little bit, I've moved it a little bit earlier each week now to an hour earlier, just because it, it just means I can extend it a little bit if I need to. Um, but also the clocks change here in the UK this week. So we've got about a two week period where it might be an hour. I don't even know if it's an hour earlier or an hour later in the US because I, I don't know of anymore. It, it, how it works. But it's, it's the same time for me. So I'm on time. It's just America's late. <laughs> that's the way I go. <laughs> uh, that, that is very, very, very American of us. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's so there will be one. But also because it's going to be the Halloween one, I'm going to be opening up to all YouTube subscribers. So yeah, everyone. But if you are a member, make sure you put in your question in advance um, so yours will get priority. All right. Let's talk about some new content. So we got Star Wars Tales of the Jedi this week. What did you think of that one? Uh, enjoyed most of them. There were a couple that were maybe not as good, but overall filled in some gaps, uh, had some very good stories in there. Animation was very good. I like the format. I hope they do more of these. Uh, there's not too much else to tell without going into spoiler territory. Yeah, well, it's kind of one of those things. In the fact, I really struggled with the idea of like, well, what was bad about this? 
I was like, I couldn't think of anything. It was like, no. the animation looks great. Um, I personally preferred the Count Dooku episodes because they felt, I felt like I got something a little bit new out of that. The Ahsoka stuff was a bit like, like the one with the, her fighting and training with the, the troopers was like, this just feels like um, a section of a series of the episode that's just been cut out. Whereas the other two felt like proper stories. Um, apparently, no. That third episode where she kind of is set after the events of Revenge of Skywalker is pretty much, um, or Revenge of is pretty yes. <laughs> yeah, is pretty much like almost identical to what happened in the Ahsoka novel. Uh, right. Fewer, and I, uh, uh, as uh, I as I was watching it, I was like, "This looks very familiar." I I kind of want to go back and uh, read the Ahsoka novel again to see how it lines up. It's kind of a compressed version mm-hmm. of events from it, but that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, the, it they don't show it in this, but it's also how she gets her two lightsabers that she has mm. in Rebels. Uh, they don't show that part of the story, but yeah, but yeah, the, this that was taken almost directly from Ahsoka. And then, like you said, I think the one before that, which was the training episode, really does feel like this was something that was going to be in the Clone Wars, and they just had to skip over it for time reasons, mm. or it, it didn't make sense with the flow of the story because that this is very much just right at the beginning of uh, Anakin and Ahsoka's training together. They they really don't like each other yet. And then obviously like just cutting straight to the end to the, like the final bit when she has her fight. So I, I kind of enjoyed the one when she was a baby. It kind of felt a little bit like a baby Grogu kind of, you know, with the saber to it. But I I thought that was, and I think that was the thing of the Count Dooku episodes. Um, the two episodes where you can kind of see him where he is a Jedi and he's questioning the way they do stuff. And you can see it like, you know, the first episode with Qui-Gon of just going, yeah, he's suspicious. He's, he doesn't believe them. Um, the third episode with um, Yaddle and all the rest of it, that was pretty brutal. That was not, um, yeah. Well, when they, when they dropped the door on her, I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> okay. That was, that was really, of course there, there was more to it than just that, but still that, that one scene was like, eh, Oh, right. <laughs> that, that's yeah. not a good way, but I, yeah. I agreed the first one. So the second episode of the series, which is the first of the Dooku mm. ones is my favorite of the series. Cause they really went into the gray area on that. And in a way that made sense, that was one of the things that star Wars has always struggled with is the gray area that they it's either you're Jedi or you're Sith, and when you're Sith, you are just straight up evil. And this was a very good episode of showing, um, th- you know, the Jedi Council is wrong, the Republic is wrong, uh, and you can kind of get that like, oh, I, I vaguely understand why Dooku is now on the path that he's on, mm-hmm. and uh, why a person would turn to the Sith for good reasons. Yeah. But there's also, of course, the undercurrent of it's not entirely good reasons. There's also a lot of ego involved here as yeah. well. I thought it was good. It's very much in that fan territory where you, you've got to be a serious hardcore fan to enjoy this. But more of this, please. I I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, yeah. It's a good way, good way for them to carry on these stories with those characters without maybe going in on a full series. Because in some ways, it, it 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 cuts out some of the filler a little bit on those episodes, doesn't it? Right. And doing more of this or of like Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special or Werewolf by Night, I really want to see them doing more of this because not everything needs to be a 12 episode series. You don't need uh, a 20 episode miniseries explaining how Ahsoka was found as a baby and picked up Mm -hmm. by Plo Koon and all that. You you don't need it. This is all we needed was that one Mm -hmm. little story and the, the village finding out she's a Jedi and their reaction yeah. that's it i mean that that's i mean that's what we didn't even need to know it, but it was it was it was fun i i thought it was a good one um we also got on the mysterious benedict society did you happen to watch this one i watched the first episode i, I was yeah. a bit pressed because i was picking up last week's shows yeah. uh last week uh or this week as well so i i only got to see the first one but i really enjoyed the first episode uh it felt like we were jumping right back into it the characters were uh familiar even though it's been a year since we've seen them again the only problem that i had with it and this may be resolved in episode two i'm not sure uh was the two boys and uh he's hinting around the fact oh did you get my letters did you get i'm just like just ask him just ask him did you get my letters and why didn't you respond if you did and that that was the only thing because it's just like just ask him you don't stop beating around the bush at that that was my only complaint. Otherwise, I really. I think it's again, stuff. it's just that kind of thing of them being awkward, um, right? And I, actually, actually, because I got, um, I got an, um, an interview with um, Sticky to go up, and one of the things he said was actually that, that was quite difficult 
was trying to be like awkward when they were being, you know, they were like being friends and suddenly then having to be awkward. So that's kind of, um, and, but no, it's good. The only thing I did want to bring up before is if you are in Canada, it doesn't look like you've been able to watch the new episodes because um, the show actually has ended up debuting on the Disney Channel first. And uh, the day before, it's almost like doing next day episodes on Disney Plus the opposite way around. Of, we'll put them on Disney Channel first. But I don't know if it's because it's gone on the Disney Channel due to like cable rights. They can't go on then onto the Disney Plus because it's not on the November schedule either. Um, I have reached out for clarification. But if you are in, in um, Canada, this looks to be an odd little freaky little weird thing about it. Because I'll be honest, I didn't pick up on it when I looked. At, I, when I went back and looked at the October list, I go, oh, it's not there. I didn't even, you know, that kind of thing. I just completely just overlooked it and just made a complete assumption. And didn't, <laughs> didn't even like, it didn't, you know, like, why wouldn't it? <laughs> and then you go back through the social media going, oh, they've never actually, like, yeah, it was one of those weird ones of like, hmm. As far as I know, Canada doesn't have any rules about um, a show having to wait in a certain amount of time after airing well, on television, like kind of like France has their their yeah. It depends uh, on what their the movie deal might, one. Yeah, it depends so, what the deal might be with the cable company because also FX shows tend to do that a bit. Like for example, like um, Welcome to Rex, and they had to wait till the whole series aired on FX because they get the U because they get the American channels, but with different mm -hmm. ads or something. Um, so there might be something going on with that one, but. Yeah, so this is a weird show because obviously now being on the Disney Channel as well, they kind of reach a bigger audience and stuff. It's just a, it's a bit of a strange one. It's kind of weird. I'm hoping a lot more people watch it. I'm hoping maybe the move to Disney Channel might boost it a little bit because it it didn't feel like there was a lot of buzz this week over it. And there, if I remember correctly, there was not a lot of buzz over season one when that was coming yeah. out. I think there are very few people championing the series, so I'm I'm happy to continue to champion it as long as the uh, the quality stays up, which so far it has. Um, I'm looking forward to watching episode two and three this coming week. Uh, it's a solid show. It's not going to be for everyone, but I will I will continue to to be like, no, this is one to yeah. check out. It's certainly, and I watched an epi another episode of The Mighty Ducks this week, and it's like, yeah, Mysterious Benedict Society is so much better. So much uh, more interesting. Both The Mysterious Benedict Society and Big Shot, which I still haven't finished, but even, even the gap between Big Shot and Mighty Ducks is... It's very obvious. I, I watched an episode and because I was like, oh, give it, I think it was episode three or four, and I'm just like, oh, this is so bland. It's like it's it's hard to kind of obviously ate, ate a load of candy. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh yeah, so yeah, so that that shows it's hard to be. It's just like that one is like cancel that one. Don't cancel Big Shot. <laughs> That's it's, the, yeah, but but this is also a very good example of why we keep rebooting franchises. You know, that's mm. the common complaint that everyone is leveling over the years. Like why you keep rebooting franchise, do something new, do something new. Mighty ducks continues to exist because it's name, name recognition. A lot of us grew up with it. I know you didn't, but a lot of people watching it grew up with the mighty ducks. So they are watching season one and season two of mighty ducks. And I'll include myself in that. It though, honestly, if I wasn't watching it for, for this, I probably would have dropped it like halfway through season one. But it, it's doing well. And meanwhile, Big Shot and Mysterious Benedict Society, which I would argue are both significantly better shows, are struggling to find viewership because they don't have that name recognition yeah. that Mighty Ducks has. Catch 22, isn't it? Because it's, it's the same thing mm -hmm. with movies. You know, like they keep doing movie of movie of like, well, the simple thing is, is yeah, they put out something like Pinocchio and it pulls in a massive. I mean, Hocus Pocus 2 apparently pulled in like the biggest number for a film of all time on the Nielsen streaming chart. I mean, and it's like it wasn't it wasn't an amazing movie. It was good, but that nostalgia and just name recognition just pulled people in. I mean, it was a massive success for Disney. And again, you mentioned Pinocchio, the the live action remakes. If you go online, you you will see nothing but complaints about them. Lion King, Aladdin, all of them. But they pull in a billion dollars at the box office, and yeah. at the end of the day. The money is going to be the one that talks. Well, uh, I mean, uh, Scrooge over there, he, that's why he's there. <laughs> yeah. And say what you want about Disney. At the end of the day, every decision they make depends on whether or not they will make money from the, de the decision. And if people are going to pay a billion dollars to see The Lion King, then you better believe that they are going to be making other live action remakes for the theater. Yeah. I mean, some of these like, um, like search, like, because it's, it's kind of weird now. Because so many, like, you know, you get people, why, you know, they, no one, 
you know, Disney are just doing all that. It's like, no, Disney are actually now, when you take all the Disney Plus and the National Geographic and the um, Hulu original ones and all the Searchlight stuff, like, they're putting out some solid films, um, I, um, some really good stuff. But unfortunately, it just does not get the same. And they go, oh, they don't advertise it enough. Well, you can't spend 150 million like they do on Black Panther on a 10, $5 million movie. It just doesn't, you know, it just and isn't. It, people don't go to see those movies. Also, there is a thing in advertising that um, money goes farther for things that people are already interested in. I don't know the exact math behind it. I, I don't know the theory behind it, but it has been proven time and time again. If you have two projects, you've got the Mighty Ducks and you've got the Big Shot. If you send a million dollars in advertising to the Mighty Ducks and a million dollars in advertising to the Big Shot, uh, Mighty Ducks will do better. You will yeah. get more bang for your buck from the advertising dollars on the Mighty Ducks because people already know it. Yeah. Um, I wish that wasn't true. I would love to get some of these other shows, you know, much more amplified and, and it, that it was an even million million gets you the same amount for both. But sales numbers have shown this for hundreds of years and mm. that's not changing anytime soon. No, because it's also interesting. I feel like in like, especially in like September and October, you know, we've had the whole thing like with Lord of the Rings and House of Dragon. You know, they are all established franchises. You know, they're all... You know, it's been it's like it's like for me, I'm someone that came in on House of Dragon, having only watched one season of Game of Thrones, but the brand recognition of going, well, it can't, and like, and then it just becoming a bit, and then it almost a kind of a self prophecy thing of it was a bit like with Squid Game and like with Stranger Things, where like the it this is good, this is good, this is good, this, and you keep hearing that to the point where you're going, I'll give it a go because everyone seems to really be in, you know, the. And you sort of, and I think also like in some ways, like with House of Dragon, it was a good jumping on point because it didn't matter if you'd seen the original. So you could jump in and sort of do it. And I bring this back to because Andor is this weird one where it kind of got lost in the shuffle. It really got, I'm hoping that like the, the numbers and stuff start pulling it in. But also with it not having, it was a Star Wars brand, but it didn't have the same recognition as, you know, didn't have the lightsabers. And it's funny because there's a lot of people like us that are saying how good Andor is. And then you get a lot of people, it's boring, it's slow. It's not, and it's like, it's because it's an entirely different pace than what we saw with like Mandalorian. And I'm going to be honest, this, and then this latest episode, episode eight, you know, now we've gone into like Star Wars prison break. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've just completely flipped from the heist now. And I love this week's episode. And I, um, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just like, yeah, this is good. Well, might as well switch over yeah. to Andor then. Um, I will mention to that first point, though, uh, I've talked to a number of people. So, again, this is small sample sizes yeah. strictly within my sphere. But uh, a number of people have been like, oh, yeah, I, I tried episode one and it was just really boring. So I didn't bother. And like, um, so there does seem like a thing where episode one did not have the hook that people needed. And they, but I, and then I'll keep going. No, no, no keep watching try episode two try episode three at least watch the full arc and see that that story and uh some have and some haven't and they're like oh yeah it gets so much better after the first episode so i didn't feel that way about the first episode i was engaged right from the beginning but it does seem like a lot of people like oh the first episode I'm, i'll pass on this is and then yeah. another friend who's also just like, i just don't like Andor the per the character yeah. i'm like i can understand that because you're he's not luke skywalker he's not He's not even Han Solo, really. It, yeah. So, if you don't like your characters being in the morally gray area, you're not going to like Andor. See, that's. I think for me, it's actually the exact opposite because it's like mm -hmm. I love the fact that he's not, he's not a, you know, a goody two shoes. There's that. Mm -hmm. the, he is surviving. He is doing what he needs to to survive, and he will do anything. He doesn't like the Empire. But there is no rebellion. They are, there is nothing, you know, they he's just, just fight, scrapping away. And this whole episode, um, with this I really I thought it was so well done with the idea of him being broken down as being an inmate and him looking for ways to you know, you can see the the clogs ticking of like, how do I get out of this? Um, but yeah, it was um and the idea of setting all the like crews against each other, um, I, I again it was just fascinating it's such a really enjoyable it's like again it just does not it does not feel like star wars in the same way because it's so much more grounded 
that and uh, between this and the previous episode where he obviously he gets picked up for completely unrelated things. They don't even know yeah. he's involved with the, the huge heist that everyone's worried about. Um, really felt like, no, this is how the Empire maintains. Like, he, he literally did nothing and the shore trooper is arresting him just because he looks suspicious on the beach. Uh, you're sweating a little. Yeah, yeah. it's a beach. You know, yeah. uh, and, he, that, and that's all it is. It's so funny because that's only, um, I think it's about 100 miles away from, because I live on a coastal town. And, you know, it was like Star Wars went to, went to the beach because it's like, you know, they're walking along the seafront and you could see where the sea, and it was like, you know, the the, the uh, sea defenses and the barrier. And it was just like, that literally, that could be like like a mile down the road for me. <laughs> like, you know, just like, it, it felt so much like, oh, that was kind of quite nice for them to kind of have a, tourist place where you know and they expand the universe out of it a little bit not everyone has to be on tatooine or coruscant right yeah no i i appreciated that i also appreciated they reused the shore troopers because yeah. it, it is the star wars thing to always introduce a new stormtrooper type because toys obviously um and then go no yeah, it's a beach area so we're using shore troopers makes yeah. sense i also appreciated that uh at least for the flashback scene they had um the uh republic troopers as well i think that might be the first time we've seen um actual humans in the republic armor because they're all cgi in the movies and we haven't seen them in other shows up to this point yeah it's just again i feel like this is it is that kind of feeling of like this is the it is an adult show it, i think if you are younger you might feel like the pace of this one is not for you but it's so it's kind of so weird to go this is such a, a, a better star wars show but it's not getting the same impact because it doesn't have all the all the the Easter eggs and the cameos and the, you know, the the silliness that like we saw with the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Because, you know, who's the big cameo of the week? I mean, we had like Saw Guerrera, and that's a pretty big one. But I think everyone knew he was coming, so it's a bit different. But it's like now this actually, it's yeah. I think again, it's I think Star adult fans are enjoying it. Um, but it's just not gaining that same attraction. I mean, is there a thing like, yeah, if you want an and or action figure, it's not really, you know, I, yeah, it's like you're not going to put this in front of a kid to watch. Yeah. Uh, going back to Saw there, I appreciated how they did that. It wasn't a big buildup. It wasn't like a him walking out of the shadows and then, oh, yeah, it's, it's Saw. No, it was just literally the one character sits down and starts talking to Saw and, and that was it. And it's like, yeah, you recognize the character, but they're not making a huge deal out of the fact that it's, uh, the same character from Rogue yeah. One or, or from Clone well, Wars. Well, that would definitely, because that seemed to be the idea that they wanted to do. They did not want to turn it into, I mean, there's little Easter eggs and stuff, but they don't want you getting distracted by that. And it's very noticeable. Um, if they could take some of the stuff that they're doing here and slide it over to Mandalorian, that would be nice to kind of make that a little bit more I, serious. That would be nice, but. I don't think they're going to. They've, no. they've established the tone of Mandalorian at this yeah. point. It's going to keep going with that. Um as long as they stick with the Mandalorian and not with the style they used for Boba Fett, I'm fine with it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's perfectly good for them to have different styles. But I do agree. Overall, I am so far preferring this to the Mandalorian style. And that that is a big deal. I, both seasons of the Mandalorian have been fantastic. And even season 2.5 stuck in the middle of Boba Fett was solid. Uh, but yeah, it, there's room for both. I, I really hope that they do not look at the numbers for this and go, oh, no one wants this more serious story because please i do uh, there's room for both i mean at least we know i mean filming on the second season is starting up pretty much like any week now um we know and there is only going to be another 12 episodes after this uh, one so probably i'm guessing 2024 this time in 2024 because i mean they don't finish filming i think until the end until like the middle of the summer next year because they're going to be filming it because Andor took a long time to film because it's twelve episodes, <laughs> and it's you know it's it's a, it's a much bigger season. Yeah, uh, the tail end of twenty twenty four would be my most optimistic yeah. guess. I I would not be surprised if this didn't even go into twenty twenty five. In fact, I I think I saw an article recently where it's like, did you like House of the Dragon? Did you like Lord of the Rings? Did you like Andor? Well, guess what? You are waiting a long time. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the next season of each of those uh and yeah that's th probably pretty accurate honestly yeah it's it, it is pretty strange um it's kind of funny as well like with house of dragon because some of that um some of the beat scenes there were filmed near me um but it's so dark you can't see it it was a bit like like one week ago like between andor and house of dragon that i was watching going, oh they're, re they're really making the most of my my area and then yeah it's just like 
yeah, it's great to see all this stuff appearing on the screen. Um, I'm there kind of going, oh. <laughs> but no, it's pretty, pretty good. So there, so that was all of this week's um, new release. There was, um, I don't think what else we had out there. That was, uh, it. was also Sumo Do, Sumo Don't. I know you didn't watch yeah. that, um, which is fine. I watched the first episode of that. It is only available in Japanese. There's subtitles for like 30 different languages, but yeah. uh, there is no dubbing option at all. Uh, so if you don't like dubs, or sorry, if you don't like subtitles, uh, you just skip it straight up. It, it's not going to yeah. be for you. It it was a, a decent comedy. It's enjoyable. I learned about Sumo. I I don't know most of the sumo things so that, that was actually pretty engaging it's competently done but it's not like super amazing mm. uh if you want some japanese um media that is not anime or you want to try something out this is a perfectly good one for it i imagine that there are probably people who could point you in the direction of others but unfortunately like unlike korean and chinese media there is not a whole lot of japanese not just on disney plus but yeah. hbo uh yeah Generally, just like it never really kind of it's, it's kind of a weird thing of like looking at the list of what's coming out because I'm just going to bring mm -hmm. up an email that I wanted to have a look at. Um, because there is a lot of stuff coming in now, and I and it's like saying it's only not available in I mean, it would, in an ideal world, you would have everything available in dubbed and in um, but on the same hand, it's like especially like here in the UK, it's like just get it out with what you've got and then add it in later for everyone. You know, if you've only got subtitles, release it because yeah. like so this is an example of like so this is in australia so this is what's dropping um in november so obviously we've got um so we, we know we've got the main ones like um andor and the mighty ducks etc so we're going to be getting uh bleach fouls and blood year because we forgot everything uh you're going to be getting things like men on a mission also one dollar lawyer pink lie revenge of others shadow detective Summertime rendering, sumo do, sumo don't, the golden spoon, and woman of Taipei. And also, I think we're going to be seeing some other ones as well dropping in. There's going to be some other shows. Um, there's a, a Turkish one called Ben Gur or Girl. Um, and there's a couple of other ones Limbo from Argentina, Big Bet from South Korea, uh, uh Papa's de Embargo. You know, there's a lot from Mexico. There's a lot of there's a lot of international stuff starting to slide in now that the, the everything um good because ultimately if you don't want to watch it it's, it's, it doesn't matter you don't watch it right but at least make it available so if you want to watch it it's this really noticeable now of like going you know we're getting about well i mean there must be like a dozen international originals dropping in november alone internationally yeah and one thing that i really appreciate about it is even if you don't end up liking the series uh you learn a little bit about the culture that it comes from one way or another like we talked about snowdrop earlier this year i only watched like three or four episodes of it before it got just way too melodramatic for me mm -hmm. but i learned stuff about south korea that i never knew like i i did not know about the 1980 uh, cultural revolution that was going on that this is set against uh just talking about sumo do sumo don't obviously i know what sumo is but i learned a lot about the the sport that i did not know before and i learned a um just bits and pieces like the Japanese, um, their school club festival or whatever, which was pretty interesting to watch. And so seeing stuff from these other countries that will be coming in as well, I will learn about those countries. Uh, yeah. Will I continue with Sumo Do? So I'm probably not going to, to be yeah. honest, but it, it was interesting to see something different. Snowdrop, mm -hmm. same thing. And these upcoming titles, I look forward to seeing them too, even if they don't end up grabbing me uh, after yeah. watching the first two episodes. For me, the thing is, is like if there was a dub version, I could I would probably put it on in the background while I'm working, mm -hmm. and that's what I if it, if the subtitles has to be because that means then I have to be on it, and so, so a show that I'm not fully into, it's going to be hard to. Um, so I I definitely feel like you know for me the, there was kind of bleached all the sixteen seasons dropped here in the UK on Disney Plus this week I, and it's like because it's dubbed I'm like ah and I put on Family Guy instead because <laughs> we got a new episode. Well, I I gather Bleach is also one of the major major anime yeah. titles. I I I remember it being popular back uh, in the early two thousands alongside Naruto and uh the the pirate one i can't remember the name of offhand so the fact that there's new bleach stuff and it's coming to disney plus uh slash hulu is a pretty big deal for mm. for anime fans yeah um also this past week we had new episodes of uh i watched the cup the lat the finale of the d'amelio show because they were all kind of getting ready for like launching their music careers and stuff so that was a lot of fun new episode of the kardashians this one was actually this week's episode 
was all about the launch of the series on Hulu. So they had the big premiere and, you know, they've never had a premiere event before. And so that was quite an interesting episode. We watched that one. Um, also this past week in the UK, Grey's Anatomy, season 19 and Station 19 started up as brand new. Now they're exclusive to Disney Plus here in the UK. So I'm going to be watching them every week. So yeah, so I've been watching Grey's Anatomy. We also watched another episode of The what the Old Man from FX. Um and I'm just trying, and I've obviously watched The Walking Dead because that's continuing to get that's really good because we get new episodes of that on Mondays on Disney Plus. I'm just looking here. Um, what else have we been watching? Like I said, you know, you, it's like now you start throwing in like Station 19, Grey's Anatomy, the the, uh, the Kardashians. That's that's when me and my wife will sit down in the evening and watch TV together, and we pick you know. So it's nice having those shows on there. Um, which kind of um, leads back to a, an issue this week with Bob Chapek because he was in an interview with the mm. Wall Street Journal. And he basically said, like, what he pretty much said was, you know, we're finding that, you know, when the parents, you know, been watching, like, animation with their kids and stuff all day, they put the kids to bed and they don't want to watch a movie like uh, Pinocchio, Dumbo. They want to watch something for them. And then it got picked up online and the tweets were all like, he's just, you know, he's, you know, adults don't want to watch animation. Like, no, that's not what he he yeah. said. He said, um, when that when they put, put, put kids to bed, they might they're probably not adults are probably not gonna want to watch Dumbo or um, Bambi or something. And it's like he didn't say like all the adults don't watch animation. He didn't. Say, it's like wow. Of like, and they said, oh, he could have put it better. It's like he was having a conversation. It was a like forty-five minute. Um, yeah. Think it's like hear us now of like yeah you say stuff that you might not fully explain in the same way but it doesn't mean like and it's like it's like, no the tweets completely like he hates animation and it's like no he didn't say that at the slide and I'm just like no because he it's like he's it's spot on your average um adult you know in the evening when it's like we're like yeah we we like me and my wife we love in, you know we're watching Canto and we're gonna watch Strange World and all. But yeah, we watched like shows aimed at adults as well yeah. on Disney Plus. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's not an old. They watch. I'm just like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Let's. How many like if you go out there into like into your local supermarket and ask how many adults do you watch like anime or Family Guy? They might get oh yeah, you know the younger ones. But there will be a whole whole. You'll get a massive amount of people that will not that will be like oh yeah, I don't I know I want to watch. Oh yeah, when I'm not with the kids, I don't watch cartoons, kind of thing. And it's just a simple thing, and it's not dispurging on the fact that these shows aren't made for because I enjoy Family Guy, Solar Opposites. You know, I'm quite happy watching animation, but yeah, like I think I'm in the more minority. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe young graduates are more likely going to watch it because we're used to things like South Park and stuff. But yeah, when the kids have gone to bed, I imagine the majority of adults will then turn to watch their own TV shows aimed at them rather than, you know, yeah, you're going to have the odd person. Oh, yeah, I'm going to continue to watch Bluey after I put my kids to bed. Yeah, you're going to find the odd person. But the vast majority, it's like, yeah, he's not going to sit there in an interview and go, well, it was like, it was like, yeah. I was like, wow, like, no, talk about taking his words and completely, like, turning it into something that it wasn't and just like no he didn't have a go at animation he was literally talking about the fact that he wants to put more stuff for adults on this it's just a shame that he started saying this back in like december last year and we're here going into year four year four of disney plus and he hasn't really delivered it in the u.s yet no he hasn't but part of it is his hands are tied with the hulu deal and so forth but uh yeah this is a great lesson in uh the the title of the article is not always the content of the article and also uh selective uh understanding of what he said because it, it's like a you, 20 second clip and it's yeah. out of a 45 minute and it's like yeah he didn't say that he was like they were having a discussion before and after that clip but he just couldn't. yeah but but the outrage culture which we all uh can certainly become you know uh we can all be picked apart by it and we can also all fall victim to to like oh such and such said this evil thing and and then you get the pitchforks out and you you start you know tar and feathering people and then it turns out no all he said it was that adults prefer to watch you know media made for adults i'm like oh well that's actually a perfectly reasonable thing to say uh and 
And also, yeah, it, it is worth remembering, again, as I was talking about with like the Lion King and the live action stuff and what you see online and what's in reality are not always the same deal. I think you will find, especially in our age bracket and older, uh, most people will go, oh, animation? Animation's for kids. And, and you know, well, The Simpsons was for adults. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd put my kids in front of that. Or, or you go with uh, like some of the, the anime, like Akira or Ghost in the Shell. It's like, that's very definitively for adults. And people are like, no, it, it's animation. It's for kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would not show that to my kids, but you, you do. Yeah. yeah. It is, it, there is there is that thing. I think like animation has been fighting against that for um, decades. Um, and I, I uh, ultimately, you know, we are adults that watch, you know, we've watched anime, we watch things like Family Guy and Solar Opposites, and, you know, we're quite comfortable with that. We don't automatically, because we've grown up, I think, you know, especially like me as a teenager, you know, we, like South Park launched when I was a teenager, you know, and Beavis and Butthead and all that kind of, you know, there's a reason why Family Guy's been going for like 20 odd years and American Dad, and, you know, we, we I think we are more used to watching it. But I do feel like this was one of those things of, like, yeah, the conversation that he was in was about something else. And it's just a shame that, again, Hulu has kind of completely got Disney's hand. I mean, whether or not we find out soon, um, you know, we're about four weeks away from this ad tier launching. You know, if they're going to do it, this is it. But if they don't, then it won't be it till they sort out Hulu. And I, I, it's that kind of thing. It's been a constant, I mean, it is. it has got a bit boring in some ways now of, like, Oh, they're going to have more general entertainment stuff. Yeah. Well, he said that 20 times before and nothing's actually happened yet. <laughs> just like, yeah, like, okay. So they put one show on or they put a load of documentaries on this month. It's like, this is not what he's, you know, it's like, right. he's saying this stuff, but he's not, he's not delivered it. You know, we're sitting here well, a year on from when he said it. And in all honesty, you could put on one hat on any on two hands, how many titles you've got extra. Right. And, some of this has to go to the media as well because the headline Bob Chapek uh, reconfirms that he wants more, uh, you know, adult shows or, or shows for older, older audiences isn't going to draw that many clicks. Whereas Bob Chapek says that animation is not for adults is going to get all the rage bait going. And, yeah. and unfortunately clicks yeah. and, and interaction with your webpage is, what drives most of these and that's why clickbait or mm -hmm. um you know the youtube equivalent with the the shock covers of and so yeah that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should just have that as every cover <laughs> you wouldn't believe what what ahsoka did in episode five of tale of the jedi it's just yeah uh she gets yeah. stunned multiple times literally stunned uh i think one of the things going forward especially for the next generation is that uh we need to have literacy on how to interpret, frankly, boring news articles and stuff and uh, to to give protections against this clickbait stuff. And I, I don't know what the solution is, yeah. unfortunately. But as long as uh, everything is driven by SEO and formulas and click retentions, you're yeah, going to keep getting yeah. stuff like this. And also as well, and I mean, it's, in a terrible way, really, but our negativity always wins. It you does. can put up. You can you can have two articles: negative headline, positive headline. The negative one will get more people interested, and unfortunately, that is just that is just the nature of the human nature. You know, we're more so, drawn uh, to negativity. So, Roger, for this video uh, slash podcast, the title is going to be "James Hates Andor Season or Episode 8. and this is why. And we're going to use the you know the big rage picture. Okay. Um, and and the <laughs> engagement is going to go up like twenty percent at least, yes, maybe fifty. Yes. But that's that. Ultimately, that is it, and it is always and always an issue. But it's just been one of those interesting things. I felt like with with Disney Plus, but it, it, it is. It, I do find it a bit annoying. Of like, you know, he was out there talking about this stuff, and I'm like, going, yeah, but you've not done it yet. You keep you've been talking about this for nearly a year now. Um, Daredevil, Orville, Blackish. What else have you done? Yeah, it's, it's it, like it's like I'm. You're getting to that point. You're going, yeah, I know. You keep saying it, and obviously we know the Hulu issue is there, but it's kind of like it's like now we're going. Well, do you kind of until we see it, it's, there's not much more we can do, really. Yeah, it, and and it, it is very obvious too because you have the star uh, integration worldwide. It'd be one thing if if you all 
didn't have it as well. And and everyone's in the go, okay, he gave us the Orville. Now give us The Walking Dead or American yeah. Horror Story or something like that. But no, it's literally just go, in America, that's on Hulu. In the UK, Everywhere, it's yeah. on Disney Plus, And we're just kind of sitting over here going, well, why yeah. can't we have it? You still see it on like, um, like there's like a post the other day on the UK, like with the Kardashians and people. Go, why is this? And it's like, it's been on there for a year. Yeah. Um, and this isn't Disney. It's like, it, it is, but it's, it's this constant like tread of trying to get people over to I always it's always that kind of weird thing. It's like if I go back to like, you know, we we're coming up now on year four of the podcast. Or was it year four or year five? Because we predated think. Disney Plus we were, by we, a little we, bit. So we, we did right like right after we did it. We we started in 2018. So we're going into year five of the podcast um in like in a week's time. And you know, we were when we were talking about the idea of them putting on general like when nobody had it. It was like, well, yeah, it's a bit of a pipe dream. I don't know. Well, now we're going into like, we've nearly had it two years now. It's like, so, and like, you know, they're launching in the Philippines in a couple of weeks and it's all got all the star stuff. You're like, like, there's Disney Plus is in 101 countries. 90 of them have got star. And it's only like Latin America and America don't. And you're like, well, there's a, it's kind of flipped, but. It, Again, and until Hulu sorted, we, nothing is going to change. No, that's, that's uh, absolutely. We we might have a couple trickle titles pop in, some things that they can put some hype behind. Hopefully, there will be a couple uh, for when the price hike happens, and of course, when all the the three year subscribers uh, have to to pay up again. Which was, I got I my think, email recently. I do uh, think that might be why November's quite stacked because November's quite a there's quite a it lot was. of stuff dropping in. Yeah, we talked about that last week, and the the. Each and every week, there were things like, I want to watch that, I want to watch that, I want yeah, to watch that. Because you didn't get, because was there a special offer, or was it literally like you're going on to the annual plan? No, it, it was literally on? just, you, the, your plan is coming to an end, uh, you will be billed on this day, and this is the new amount. That that was the email. There was no like, oh, thank you for being a subscriber for three three years, here is your uh, dollar off per month. <laughs> as, as I look at it, go, there they go, and you've had it that cheap for that long, that was your deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> That, that is kind of the uh, the implication of like, look, you got a bargain for three years, just just deal with it. And yeah, it it tastes about the same as Netflix going. We're getting rid of sharing. You need your own account, you you lazy bum. Uh, yeah, but I get it. They. I, I'm not happy with it, but I get it. So yeah, right. On that note, guys, thank you very much for watching. We'll be back next week with another episode. Obviously, check out the Disney Plus news episodes going up throughout the week. We'll have a live Q and A here live on Sunday night. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.